This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Radio and TV celebrity psychologist, TV presenter Sharissa Bloomberg is a renowned integrity leadership specialist and an accredited emotional intelligence facilitator. We're going to find out exactly what that is. With a master's in psychology, as well as a psychodrama and group dynamics qualification. It's a bit of a tongue twister. From Oxford University, the Cape Capetonian brings 20 years of extensive international experience into the psychology space right here in South Africa. As we know, the last more than 500 days have been incredibly tough for both South Africa and the world. And psychologists are very much needed in this space where I think mental health has become a normal conversation between families, friends, colleagues, whereas before perhaps we didn't really discuss what mental health means. I'm very excited to have Sharissa on the Good Things Jackpot today to discuss all of these points, mental health, where we are as a country, how we move forward, how we find hope, how we deal with our own minds, and something with regards to raising the integrity meter. Sharissa, welcome to the Good Things Jackpot. Thank you, Brent. Gosh, what a lovely intro. But Brent, before we even start, it's such an honor to be here. I'm such a huge fan and I'm on the show and I'm really excited. Thank you for the good work that you do because you raise the integrity meter by showing everyone positivity and people can still be kind. So thank you, firstly. Sharissa, that's incredibly kind and and I'm going to take it. I learned, uh, I think my grandmother told me when I was younger, that when someone gives you a compliment, you've got to take it and you've got to say thank you, even if you feel a little overwhelmed by hearing those words. So thank you. Um, You speak about the intro and sort of um, what a big intro it is, but these are things that you have done. I mean, you have got 20 years of extensive international experience in the psychology space, but you speak about the integrity meter. What is that? Okay, so Brent, you know, I'm on an absolute mission to raise that meter. So for me, I have discovered that so many people just don't understand what integrity means. I was sitting with an Exco team years ago when my journey started in 2017. And I said, gentlemen, you've got integrity as part of your values. What does it mean? All in a doing the right thing. And then I said, Sharissa, what does it mean? Like, all in a it's doing the right thing. So I said, listen, I'm putting us all on a course of what integrity is. And Brent, there wasn't a course. And that was the beginning. I wrote a course. And the more I dig, the more I understand people, it's one thing practicing, and it's another thing just throwing the words around. So when it comes down to everyday people, are not getting it. They're not getting it in business, and they're not getting it personally. And that's, that's just what I want to do is raise the meter of what it is and inspire people about doing the right thing. But it's so much more than that, Brent. It really no. is. So we speak about raising this meter of integrity. But if I have to ask you in layman's terms, like where does South Africa stand when it comes to integrity? Are we quite an integrist society? Like what, is, what does that mean? Gosh, I don't want to open up a can of worms. But no, we aren't. 
But you know what? It's not just South Africa. It's the entire universe. We've got corruption everywhere. And it's my little belief if people did the right thing, there'd be less rape, there'd be less abuse, there'd be less bullying, there'd be less, I know you're an animal lover, less abuse to animals if we all stood up and did the right thing. So that, that for me is huge. And it's so simple, Brent. It's just like, you know, the best gift you can give anyone is your word and they believe you. That is powerful tool to have in business, in your everyday life, with your partner, in your relationships. That is powerful that you do what you say you're going to do, that you are punctual, that you do show up, that you do send the email. And you know, Brent, we want to trust the people we do business with. I'm taking my car in on Monday. I want to trust they're not going to rip me off because I'm a female. I've got a new partner. I want to trust them in business. And we make decisions based on trust every day. And I think we're failing. We're failing ourselves. It's tough. I'm, I mean, I, I get to be in this space where we share good news and we share all these sort of feel-good stories. And it comes down, for me, to always doing what is good and what is right. In the very beginning of my journey of Good Things Guy and getting up on stage and, and sort of having these conversations, as you would know, because you are a motivational speaker, I go back to something that changed my life. So by doing what is good and what is right, the, I feel like the universe gave something back to me. And that kind of comes down to karma, right? So I've always had this thing where if you do what is good and what is right, then the universe knows what to give back to you, which has been my thought. But the reality is I don't do the good things and I don't believe people do good things because they want something back from it. I, I, I believe people do good things because we are, and I hope I'm right in saying this, we are inherently good people. Is that a correct statement, do you think? Yes, I love that. And I love that you're bringing in karma. And that's a whole nother discussion. I think, you know, I have to throw this word around, this term around, Professor Tuli Marinzela, my patron. She says, when you do good things, you grow six inches taller. You feel good about yourself. And I agree, you really do. And that is priceless. You know, and I can give you a few examples of, of that. But, you know, recently... I spoke to a whole group of sea cadets from disadvantaged, impoverished backgrounds. And Brent, I just spoke an hour with them, or not even. And then they went off and two of them found a cell phone. And do you know how important that is from where they come from? They can sell it. They can use it. They don't have one. And one of them said to the other, you know what? Remember what Sharissa said? Let's do the right thing and give it back. They gave it back, Brent. It got into publicity. And when I spoke at Parliament, they got to meet Professor Tuli Manzela. And these two boys are going to do the right thing for the rest of their life because they never expected any of that back. But their confidence grew. And I don't know if I've gone off track a little bit, but it's powerful when you do the right thing and you feel good for no other reason. The feel-good factor. Exactly. And I, I mean, it is a beautiful thing to do good and, and to almost unexpectedly get some good back when you're doing good. And, I, and it comes all, all down to your integrity and, and having that inside of you that you want to do good as almost like a knee-jerk reaction to situations. Always lead with kindness, right? You mentioned a certain person's name there, and it was very <laughs> sort of, it was very nonchalantly put, put in there. <laughs> Professor Tuli Maroncella, she's been on my show. Um, um, how are you connected with her? Oh my gosh, friends, I'm trying to make this long story short. We don't have a lot of time. So in 2017, when my contract ended, I was flying around as known as a site shrink training site psychologist. And at the end of that, I thought, you know what, the contract's ended. I have to follow my passion and look at integrity and start training this. And I thought this would be so easy. 
but people don't, it's so difficult to get into the corporate world. They don't understand the need for it or they don't want it. So I contacted Professor, contacted her when she was still a public protector. And I said, please, won't you be my patron? And everybody laughed at me, but they don't know me. I just kept knocking at a door. And at the end of um, her reign, as we were in 2017, her PA said, come and fly up to her home. And that was in December 15. And I'm like, how am I going to get there? Now, there wasn't money. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I remember, oh, those frequent flyers. I flew up for the day. I sat on her couch. And that was the beginning of a long journey. And she said, yes, I'll be your patron. Because I thought, Brent, if she shares the stage with me, people will understand how important it is. And I think I need to write a book. That's only the top of the skimming the surface of the story. <laughs> well, definitely. You need to leave the listeners with a little bit of more so they'll purchase <laughs> that book when you write it. Um, so, so, I mean, this journey started and then were corporates more open for you to come in and discuss this in- integrity and raising the integrity meter? A few of them. You know, they're still not getting it. They're doing the whole ethics training, Brent, but it's not the same as integrity. So a few of them just get it and say, yes, please come talk to my staff. Others are saying, yes, train them from the bottom to the top because we know we need integrity leadership and that's lacking. So some are getting it, but lots, many aren't. And I don't understand that. I really don't, Brent. It's so needed. Well, this is what I was alluding to, and I'm glad that you answered it the way that you have. I didn't know it was going to go this way. But my question then, my follow-on question, is do you think perhaps corporates are fearful of bringing someone in to speak about integrity because they don't actually want to look internally at their own integrity meter? Yes, this has been, this is exactly it. Um, They are scared and they're saying, well, if we're training integrity, maybe we're saying we are corrupt. There's so much misinformation around it, which is very sad. If we look at a company like SGS, they are international company everywhere in the world. They make their, I think it's 9,000 employees go to integrity training every single year. I mean, this is what we need as a preventative measure. and, and, And we're just not doing it. I stood up to give a talk and everyone kind of integrity leadership, yeah, ha, ha. And a little professor stood up from Hong Kong and she says, before we start every project, it's mandatory for everyone to do integrity training. And I mean, yes. So Brent, either I'm stupid or backward or way advanced ahead of time, but it, it, the corporates just need to come on board and understand this. And I'm doing a lot of work around that. We are raising integrity ambassadors, having an integrity pledge that they can sign and, you know, getting certificates around it. And yeah, I'm going on too much about it, but it's it's powerful to train and have in your organization as a preventative measure to to choose. You choose to do the right thing. I can choose to steal. I can choose to steal this. I can choose to come late. I can choose to not have integrity. But once you have an integrity lapse, it brings down the entire organization. And I'm not mentioning them. And then there's no coming back once that trust is broken. 100%. And then they want integrity training. It's a little bit late. It's a little bit late after that. And that's, I mean, internationally, I know that corporate governance and how employees 
consider their integrity and and sort of being responsible for their own actions within an environment, they hold it to the highest regard because should that be questioned, they could possibly lose their jobs. They do take it seriously in some international countries. I have seen that. So, you know, to, to raise the integrity meter in South Africa, I think would be an incredible thing. We speak about our politicians or the government or how there's corruption, but doesn't it start with me? I think that's where it starts. I just love you, Brent. It starts, it starts with you. Self-leadership. And we create a ripple effect. We know that we have leaders that don't have integrity. We know, but it starts with us. And to be the role models for others, and as I call them, integrity ambassadors for others, starts with us. And I want to make integrity current again and make it sexy again, but it starts with us. And you know what, Brent? There are, because integrity is so rare, And it's hard to find. It's the best attribute that a person can actually have. Because when a person has integrity or even a leader, we want to follow you. We want to do business with you. We want to connect to you. We know your word is good. So again, it's so, I love to use this word. It's a powerful tool to have. So if you, I mean, what are some of the projects that you're currently busy in to raise this integrity meter? Well, firstly, I'm talking to the UK because they're far more excited in the last two weeks in the whole of Africa. So I'm, I'm quite excited about that. But what I'm doing besides the talks is we've just launched 10 modules online because that's the way to go during the pandemic. So thanks to IFBACs who partnered with me, we can go online, do 10 modules and get a certificate. But I'm also doing these interactive talks, you know, when we go into teams and they get everybody to, to come and attend. But more excited, what I'm very excited about is UJ, University of Johannesburg, has now included it in, thanks to a wonderful lecturer and academic there, Tracy Daniels. She, in the hospitality industry, you go in and do an internship in the fourth year. So she wanted them to do a little bit of integrity training before they do this internship. And Brent, it's just grown. It was a huge success. We're now starting with the first years. But more excited about, it brings tears to my eyes, They had to go off and do an an assignment where they had to do something in their life and then the community that shows integrity. Now, we're talking also students who don't have much, but they had to go in. And the projects they came up with, Brent, and they actually had to, you know, show it via video or footage. They helped other people. They collected clothes. They collected food. They helped them apply to university. So one of these, that's one of the projects I want because integrity should be in at university. And at youth level, why are we not teaching this at school? I spoke to a neighbor yesterday, lovely teenager, and I said, do you do integrity at school? No, what's that? So, (laughs) Brent, we need to be teaching the youth this. Must I carry on? There's lots more projects, or shall I just pause there? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's fascinating to hear. I had a role. (laughs) But perhaps, Sharissa, the reality is that we need a thought leader and someone to hold that integrity flag high for everybody else to want to aim to get there. And perhaps... I mean, you brought this up as a joke a couple of minutes ago, but perhaps writing a book is the way to get this into schools, is the way to start integrity training from a very young age. Perhaps that's the next step for you. It's been there, Brent, but you know, you're so busy trying to make a living and doing this and break into the the UK and do market that you didn't sit down and write a book. And the sad thing is, Prof Tully said she'd write a forward with me. So, I mean, it's so silly. I've been sitting on this for three years. It is a way to go. 
But I have also, what I have done, and I'm really excited, and we've just shown on social media the chorus, is I've written, an, I've asked some people to write an integrity song. And I'm very excited because we're going to launch this. And this is with some lovely people, Janine Parker and Desley Mayer, group called Swan. We are talking about, yeah, it's, it's very funky. And um, we'll maybe talk about that another time <laughs> once we launch it. There's a whole story behind that too. Look, it sounds incredibly interesting and I'm excited to go see it on social media. I'm sure as are the listeners. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask you for everybody who's listening right now, what is one thing that they can do today, a call to action to raise their own integrity meters? That's a lovely question. Okay. So at the end of every single day, just ask, did I do the right thing? Did I shout at someone? Did I, uh, did I do the right thing? And how can I do the right thing to help others? What can I do to put it out there? Help others, be kind, and, and ask why, where you are on your own integrity meter. Are you a five? Are you a six? Do you think you're a 10? Because we've all got different levels. How can you go out and make the world better and inspire others and be an integrity ambassador? Just look, dig deep. It's raised this moral decay and rot, and it starts with us. Do the right thing, no matter how small it is for you. And note how you feel. I love, love, love that. It, it, it comes down to it starts with us. It's that simple. If you want to raise your integrity meter around you, if you want to inspire people, if you, if you want to talk about our leaders who need to raise their integrity meters, it really does start with us. And I think that's a, a simple way to physically be a better person and inspire those to be better around you is to, to just ask yourself, what did I do today? How did I show that my integrity meter was the highest that it could possibly be? Sharissa, if people want to follow you, if they want to do these courses, if they want to book you, if they want you to come into their businesses to come and help them raise the integrity meter, what do they need to do? Where do they need to go? Oh, bless you, Brent. And if we do get business from this, just know a percentage goes to animals. <laughs> so <laughs> um, get me onto the Integrity Forum or on social media or email cb at hiddendimensions.co.za. I'm very active on the social media. And thank you. And remember, just Brett, just adding to that, integrity costs nothing. But when you lose it, you lose everything. So my saying, so let's just keep that in mind. And Thank you. You're just such a blessing to talk to. You know that. I'm sorry it's over. I've got so much more to say. Thank <laughs> well, you. Then we'll, have to do, we'll have to do a part two. We'll have to do a part two. I would, I would love that. Thank, I'm going to leave it there for all of our listeners. Integrity costs nothing, but when you lose it, you lose everything. It's been amazing chatting to you today, Sharissa. I've loved every minute of it. And to all of our listeners, go and follow her. She's quite, she's quite active on social media, so she's going to keep you entertained as well. That's it. I want to wish you guys only good things. I'm Brent Lindekew, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.